Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the great Rob Cordry to talk about some truly astonishing parental revelations and some serious shit going down in our lives. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles, California, here in the mountains of Mount Washington. There's only one mountain. Yeah. It's not called Mountains, Washington. Are you? I feel like you're trying to give the impression that this is some sort of like fortress yeah i feel like that's what you're i feel like here's the thing it's pretty close to a main road but i mean i feel given given the the homes that i've lived in in my life sure this is by far the most fortress like Uh not even close to the other ones in terms of so it's not so it's not just like an image thing you don't have some sort of like you're not you're not going for like an image of I'll crush you. Did or... I say that I wasn't going for that? I oh, don't no, no. remember I, okay, saying sorry, that. Okay, no. I'm, I just assumed. I mean, and if you go, I don't want to blow it, like, just by saying that, oh, it's right by a freeway well, I... exit. And... Nope. Sorry, I'm getting a little... Oh, it's really bright. Really bright. Oh, you might be dying. <laughs> this is probably an unrelated, it's not an audio issue. <laughs> I smell pasta cooking. Mmm, stroke. <coughs> Yeah, that's good. Okay. No, it was, it, was, it was too hot. Oh, it was yeah, too hot. Yeah, it was too hot. too hot. Jordan, I don't... Jordan, it's not so... I, I kind of feel like if you talk about it, mm-hmm. you just have to watch your tone. It could reinforce. Right. Okay, well, I mean, I want, I mean, if this is important to you, like, I want to help keep it up. So I just want to know kind of what you're going for. Like, what do you want people to think you're doing up here? Is this like, I'm making a weather machine? Or is this, I'm, uh, you know, I'm harnessing people with ironic torture devices to teach them a lesson about life? Like, what kind of crazy recluse are you going for? What is an ironic torture device, It was like Jordan? a saw situation. This is like, oh, you know. Oh, like, so, like I really. Like, you love. Like like hanging someone over a pit of sh- like hanging James Bond over a pit of sharks. Yeah, but that, that's not more... not torturing them with irony, like making oh, no, them no. make forcing them to laugh at t-shirts from Urban Outfitters. No, no, no. This is like a torture that it's oh oh isn't this because you loved money? The fact that you're in a bathtub filled with sharpened nickels. Oh, and it so like teaches you not to love money so much. I don't know if you've seen the Saw is, films. The irony is character driven, right? That's something that happens in the Saw movies? Yeah, you know, you're, they, the torture device is related to, like, what your character flaw is. I feel like I'm mostly gaining knowledge and hunting stags. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. You know, like with, a, with, a, with an old-timey crossbow. Okay. Now, you're making a, you're making a gesture. You said old-timey crossbow, <laughs> but, I was but you did a, a Robin Hood bow. bow. I'm just saying, I, don't, I know it's not visual and me pointing out is purely a dick move. <laughs> right. But I just felt like it needed to happen. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I just feel like it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a, a, the kind of fortress that has a lot of libraries with floor-to-ceiling books mm-hmm. and club chairs. Okay. So is I've, that a type of fortress? 
<laughs> with club chairs. Should I introduce our guest? Yeah, let's do it. We can get his I, mean, on I definitely it. want to keep talking about what kind of recluse you want to you want to be characterized as. But. Right. Okay, so our our guest on the program, uh, you've of course heard him on Jordan Jesse Go in the past. You've heard him on The Sound of Young America. These are those the are his only credits. Things. These are his main credits. <laughs> uh, you saw him for many years on television, The Daily Show. You saw him in uh, that movie with Ashton Kutcher that everyone said was uh, very good for being a movie with Ashton Kutcher in it. Um, his new television program, uh, Children's Hospital, which is now two and a half years old, has just entered its third year. Um, and is now available on DVD. I should make notes before I do these introductions. Rob Corbett. You have no idea who I am, do you? You have no idea who But those I were am. pretty good guesses. Was, you know what? You were so spot on with what happens in Vegas, by the way. Everybody goes, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. yeah. In that tone. I, I, I saw it on FX. I didn't turn that off. That was that bad. bad. Oh, you know what Rob was in? You know what Rob has been in since the last time he was on uh, Jordan Jesse Go? Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh my gosh. That was a hit film and a very funny one. It, thank you. That's another one. That was a funny movie. That was pretty good. Called Hot Tub Time mm-hmm. Machine. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but just be glad that it was the kind of thing like that where it was a success uh, rather than, say, MacGruber, which was a hilarious movie that yeah. could not have been a gr- bigger failure. Yeah. Very funny film. Sure. McGruber. Will Forte died after that, I think. Didn't he die? He I did. He died he at the rap on. party. I think he died. <laughs> he, did. he choked on oh. a uh, he choked on a tiny calzone. <laughs> this was at rap parties, right? I've yeah. never been to a rap party. It's yeah. mostly oh, tiny God. versions of Italian. tiny wieners. I think it's, just, I think it's they serve wraps. Well, and, and bacon. There's a lot of bacon on things, mm. on other things. Bacon uh, enhanced foods. You know, okay. like bacon and uh, your scallops. So you're saying okay. that a wrap party isn't just a party where everyone gets together and tries different types of wraps? No, 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 no. It's a Indulging party where everyone... In the food craze of the late 1990s? No, everyone spits ciphers. Oh! Yes. <laughs> they spit in... They, they, they spit. spit bars. Yeah, they spit bars mm-hmm. and battle. In ciphers. With rhymes. Uh-huh. Well, I am glad we have a showbiz professional here. <laughs> yeah. Like, because we're just guessing at what goes on at these. Mm-hmm. Rob Cordry, did I say his name before? <laughs> I may not have. It's possible I didn't. But I think what I'm trying to say about my fortress here on the mountain mm-hmm. is, to me, this is a very wooded area. Yeah, there are skunks. Okay, my dogs have been attacked for three <laughs> days in a row. My dogs gotten uh, fights Ugh. with a skunk. Uh, and skunk themselves, I got did, themselves skunked. I saw a monkey on your roof. Yeah. <laughs> There's like monkeys up There's, here, huh? There is a dog. <clears throat> there is a dog that is down the block, down on the corner, as I walk up the hill, who stands on top of a detached garage and barks at you. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I think he must jump from the hill somewhere to get on top of the garage. Or either they have, you know, like those things to help dogs get into beds. Maybe they have one yeah. of those at yeah. the back of the garage. Just to help you, you know when you I mean that sounds that's weird, but you know when you gotta worry is when you see the dog in the garage untangling Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> that's when like you know shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> that's when you know that man has finally uh has finally overcome God and created the hybrid of right. dog and suburban dad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rob, what's your is your Go ahead. situation fortress like? What's your yes, okay. yeah, very much oh, fortress like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a um, I just got written up. It was a year ago, but I got written up for an overheight fence 
Oh. Uh, so we bought this house from a get, flipper. I thought you were going to say that you got written up in the New York Times magazine because I feel <laughs> no, like no, I no. once read an article <laughs> who about who was that? That was you, you in the dwelling area of the New York Times. <laughs> oh, yes. magazine. you did. Yeah, that was my old a house. a couple of so. years ago. That's right. That's right. Um, where my prized possession was a 1975 uh, New York subway map. <laughs> Still is good. Um, yeah, no, we had an over. I, we bought our house from a flipper, and it was like right as the market was crashing, and he just made all these mistakes, and our whole every system in my house failed, oh. like a week after moving in, and then we got written up. We, apparently, the fence out front was too high. Very fortress-like. And yeah. we had to cut it down, and it ended up costing us $2,000. But it turns <laughs> oh. out that it was our neighbors, we think, that turned us in. Because yeah. they wanted a high fence. So, oh, so it was just a sour grapes. Yeah, I Fuck think you. so. So so this is very funny. My wife, uh, my wife wrote me an email, and she said, look what I got from the next-door neighbor. The next-door neighbor had sent her an email saying, hey, the people behind you are doing construction on their retaining wall, so be careful. you got to watch them. And she's like, see, this proves that – this proves – this is a quote directly from my wife. This proves that that know-it-all cunt turned us in for the overheight fence. <laughs> Sent it to the woman next door. Yeah. Yay. Here you go. Yay. Hit reply yeah. instead of forward. And how is that relationship going? <laughs> it's been a year. How are you guys? Well, here's the thing. Parties? I think they're very friendly. We're very cordial. Sure. I think because now the woman's like, and she still denied the fence thing, but she's like, well, now I've got something like, all right, so I fucked them over with the fence and yeah. cost them $2,000, but she called me a cunt. Yeah. So that's kind of equal. It's <laughs> like a yeah, roughly $2,000 no, offense yeah. when you're talking <laughs> about that level of Abound. social familiarity. But yeah, maybe you can just like start from scratch at that point. I, it's I, like, I think we have. Sure. Well, hey. I think we have. Have Do they you made think... you get rid of the gun turrets? <laughs> He's got those kind of slit holes, slit windows, uh, like it's wider on yeah. wider gun. on the outside than yeah. it is on the mm-hmm. inside. For his, well, I was thinking maybe for a Robin Hood bow. <laughs> you know, depends on or an old timey crossbow. Again, depends on say. what kind of recluse you're looking do to you, be. Do you light your arrows on fire? Uh, depends on the circumstances, yeah. I would say, and on just on just generally sort of what sort of warfare I'm engaged uh, in. Homeowner talk. Sorry, that. sorry, renter over here. <laughs> You guys want to include me? And now you guys have a concern. Do you light your arrows on fire? Where do you pour the boiling oil? Um, I, it is. It is, Jordan. It's funny that you say fortress like that. I try and portray this as for, fortress like. I really do feel like I'm living in. No, a no. Fortress. It is. I mean, and definitely, definitely in the I world really of like, L.A. living, this is about as about as fortress like as it gets. I mean, I was I was watching this. Uh, I, I was watching this documentary about a famous uh, uh, architectural photographer. Uh, Julius, uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he took the many of the iconic photographs of the modern architecture in Southern California in the 1950s and 60s. And, um, and it was sort of a mess of a documentary, to be perfectly frank. I hope that the last time I talked about a documentary on this show, it turned out that all the people in the office of that documentary production company listened to Jordan Jesse go. <laughs> Luckily, I only said nice things. But uh, in this case, it was a little bit of a mess of a documentary. But um, the thing that struck me about it is watching these, like seeing this documentary about these giant modernist homes in Los Angeles is it's these homes are, spe- for one thing, they're spectacularly beautiful. I mean, it's like these, you know, Hollywood Hills homes out over a ledge and that kind of thing. And uh, the other thing about it is just who could possibly live in this house? 
Like, who is both rich enough to build and maintain a house that juts out over a ledge? B, lives in a place where there's just plenty of room for jutting houses out over ledges (laughs) and having all glass walls. Right. And I realized, like, oh, right, Los Angeles is different from other places. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like the baseline of Los Angeles is significantly more fortress-like than other major cities in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a, um, I actually had a terrifying uh, situation with my fortress earlier today. Oh, this is one of the things I, I didn't, I didn't tell you about cause I, fe- I felt like I needed to say it on the show, but this morning I got up a little bit early to go to the Pasadena city college flea market, mm-hmm. great flea market. <laughs> if anybody's out there in Southern California listening and, um, we still need some furniture around here, like we we've sure. you know sold some of our hey, furniture. And while we're talking about Pasadena, place. Tournament of Roses parade, very nice parade, very yeah. nice parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of stuff to recommend Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little old lady there, <laughs> <laughs> and she has some unusual driving habits. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as I would say, there's no city meaner than Pasadena. Yeah, sure, but. Um, <laughs> I left and I went to, uh, I I was parking my car at the Pasadena City College and I got this call from my wife and she was literally in tears and (laughs) what, (laughs) oh, oh, sorry, go on, go on. What she says, everyone, everyone is okay. Uh, and I'm like, oh fuck, like what happened? You know, like, is did the house burn down? Like. Was there a burglar? You know, like what could have... And, you know, my wife is seven and a half months pregnant. So my... I thought you were going to say feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody fucks with her. (laughs) Um, So like my, my like... So immediately what I'm thinking is... Oh my God! I abandoned my wife, and something horrible happened. In fact, I'm going to buy furniture at the flea market. Sure. Like I did not do anything bad, but as soon as I like, as soon as she got on the phone, I'm like, "What the fuck did I do? Like I left my wife behind. Something horrible happened." And this is the horrible thing that happened. She went out onto uh, uh, the second floor. Uh, it's the third floor of our building, but the second floor of our house, the the, the bottom floor, the what would what used to be the basement is a separate rental unit. But our bedroom is up on the second floor, and on the second floor, there is uh, access to the roof. And she went out, there's, there's these two big satellite dishes that block our view, sort of, from our bedroom, and neither us nor our downstairs neighbors have satellite TV. So she went out there to look, it's a flat roof, she went out there to look at them and see if there was, like, just some screws that she could undo and take them down. And uh, she opened the door, and what she forgot is that all of last night, our dogs were barking at the window... Uh, uh, of the French doors that lead out onto the roof. And uh, we were uh, bothered by them. But finally, at like 3 o'clock in the morning, Teresa realized that if she just closed the blinds all the way, that the dogs would stop barking. Uh, Yesterday, while I was cooking dinner, I noticed that there was a cat on the roof. Um, It could get there. I think it was a neighbor's cat or something like that. I think the dogs were barking at the cat. And uh, my wife went out there to uh, take down these satellite dishes. Uh, The dogs bolted out behind her, apparently after this cat, and jumped off the roof. (gasps) Oh, no. What? They jumped off the roof. And they didn't, like, go and look and think about it. 
it was so fast that Teresa said she couldn't even yell at them or tell them to come back or anything. I mean, it's terrifying when it's a family pet, but that's basically the funniest mental picture <laughs> in the world. And I know your dogs are okay, so I saw them, but a dog running and not knowing it's jumping off a roof is wow. maybe the funniest thing in history. So one of my dogs managed to jump from our roof into our backyard, which mm-hmm. is a one-story drop. It's concrete. But it's a one-story drop, and she was uh, totally fine. She was running around. My wife didn't see where they went, so she's, like, crying and running downstairs and trying to... And my other dog, Coco, who's a little bit older and a little bit bigger, isn't, wasn't able to jump as far. Turns, out, went, turns out can fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in some ways it was fortuitous. Yeah. You just were going to sell it. Yeah, because you never would have known yeah. otherwise. I think, a, yeah. I think a flying dog's worth a lot. Yes. But yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes it just takes that, takes that little extra bit of motivation, you know? <laughs> that flyer, you'll die. And Coco jumped and didn't make it to our backyard and ended up on our neighbor's level, which is one level below the main level of our house. You know, the, the ground floor in our, where she jumped from would be the third floor. And we had to, like, take her to the dog hospital. I mean, she was oh, she looked fine. But Teresa said when she got down there, Teresa, when she called me, just said, can you come home just because I need a hug because I just watched our <sighs> dogs jump off the roof. And, um, and so I was coming home. And then by the time I got home, she said, I think we're, we're going to have to take the dog to the hospital because she was just standing there sort of staring into space <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I just jumped off the fucking roof. And like Coco's are Maybe pretty... I should go back to grad school. <laughs> dog just having a Coco's a pretty rambunctious dog, you yeah. know. So that, and so we we had to. I spent today at the at the pet hospital with my dog, and, and again, she, it turns out she's okay. We had, they said that she'll probably be sore, and they gave us some pain medication. Um, dog they said pain she might medication. Have some, huh? Yeah, some dog. Well, I tried it. It's, you uh, get her it's a, not as good, probably, yeah. right? You should yeah. get a dog medical marijuana license. <laughs> get a little bong. A tiny little bong. Or a dog vaporizer. I heard that's the way yeah, it's it these days. There's dog edibles. I guess that maybe makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, just as long as it's not a brownie. Yeah. Because dogs can't have chocolate. No, right. no. that's serious, guys. Get high and then dead. I know we're joking around and everything, but that's, not, that's nothing to laugh about. <laughs> what it, we're having a lot of fun today. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but our me, message is... <laughs> Don't give dogs chocolate. What it like, and I was, I was like just in an emotional daze for, I mean, we were at the dog hospital for two hours uh, and I was in an emotional daze for two hours after we got back. And I mean, I understand that this is an extreme situation, but what I'm wondering is when I become a dad in eight weeks Uh. or whatever, like, is this just going to be the rest of my life? Oh, being like, freaked out. Yeah. I just go to the store. Something terrible happens. My wife calls me in tears. Oh. I feel like I abandoned my family. You're fucked. You're <laughs> fucked. Oh, now, you, there's no coming back. <laughs> there's oh. no coming back from what you've realized. Jeez yeah. Louise. You're a dad, right, That's Rob? your life. Yeah, that's, that's your life from what you, now on. What do you got? Two small children? Terror. Two small children. A five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, man. And then I got... um. My dick tubes cut. Sure, that's mm. the 
that is the actual. I know that sounds like a joke, but that is actually yeah, what yeah. they call it. And they want you to say it in that voice. Too. Nick tubes cut. <laughs> that's how. That's how the Latin is pronounced. If it were in oh, English, okay. where we would say "dick tubes cut," but in Latin, you have to stretch out those so, yeah. the vowels a little bit. Yeah, it's a beautiful language. Do you have like? Is did you get that thing that changes in you where you have to protect your family? Like, do you find yourself? I thought like, you were talking about the vasectomy. Like, did you lose your will to live? Did you like a dog? Like, like I'd been spayed. No, no. Uh, do you find yourself like? Do you find yourself like holding a baseball bat and circling your block? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We got. Um, I'm so serious about our alarms now. And when I'm away, I get a little freaked out. You know, yeah. when I'm away from my family at, at a, a week or two stretch, like that's when that's when I really that's when I get scared. Right. You know. Um. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's just, there's knives all over the place. And you have to go <laughs> away. The world is full of knives. <laughs> the world is so sharp. This is a knife-filled world we live in. It's and you so have sharp. to go away sometimes. I mean, you're in show business. You might have to go act in a movie. You got to go to Vegas to I shoot with Ashton Kutcher. Go to, <laughs> I got to go to Shreveport, yeah. Detroit, uh, Vancouver. <laughs> um, you gots to go to the coup yeah. <laughs> Any place with a tax break Santa Fe, New Mexico You gotta go to the coup You're gonna be on that Babylon 5 reboot <laughs> But I think there was <laughs> also that? that seems like a show that they were shooting okay. Vancouver okay, I don't, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know It, it definitely gets uh, that, that gets easier Like you're kind of just realized Like there's some, um, some comfort As Ferris Bueller said in being totally fucked, uh-huh. you know, there's just nothing you can do except plug up your outlets and just yeah. hope for the best. <laughs> I'm so like, I feel like I'm so unprepared for the chemical changes that are about to happen inside my body and my brain mm-hmm. when this baby comes out. Like, I am terrified. I also, well, I'm going to save this next thing for our next segment. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, crap. Rob Cordry, king of pants. <laughs> yes. Right? Right. Good. Right? Pants. Yes. Good. People have been struggling with the nicknames a little bit lately, Rob. I forgot so it's all nice. about No, no, no. That was good. That was good. Your it. instinct was good. I, I've been struggling with our nicknames lately. Yeah? Well, you know, it's just one of those things where, on the one hand, we've been doing it for 10 years. Sure. Um, so we should keep doing it. Right. On the other hand, we should, we've been doing it for 10 years. We should not <laughs> probably keep doing fucking it. cut it out. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a, tough, it's a tough balancing act. Sure. You know what I mean? Now I know how the people at Marvel Films uh, felt when they had to decide whether or not to make Thor a god or an alien. <laughs> I feel... Now I, like, completely empathize with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they made a good call. I've had so many... Uh, I feel like the there's been this tremendous change in my life. The last few weeks between... Blocking out of my mind the fact that my wife is going to have a child to mm-hmm. the reality of that fact rushing in like a like a mighty river, um, and one of the big things that has changed that is that I have been taking birthing class, Ugh. and I was looking forward to birthing class. It's the I th- worst. I think because I just pictured that it would be me. And the other dads would probably be like Alan Alda and Elliot Gould. And you smoke and- <laughs> cigars and drink scotch? <laughs> no, 
in my in mine we would all be wearing sort of like we'd all be wearing kind of seventies track suits and going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, so our, you you basically formed your opinion on birthing classes based on the Look Who's Talking movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of like I have my imagine. It, it was sort of like. I imagine that the the moments after birthing class would be like after a squash game in a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> a lot of back slapping, yeah. sweaty. Yeah, and, and sort of like in uh, sort of nebbishy athletic <laughs> athleticism involved in it, and just sort of a kind of like a lot of sort of semi intellectual joshing. Um, this but is but in reality. Number one, I did not know this, Rob. I don't know if did you take any? Did you do anything? Yeah, we took um, we took private ones. We had a woman come to our house oh. a couple times. Did yeah. you? Did this woman do uh, what you what what an, what I previously thought of as Lamaze, which is to say that kind of <laughs> stuff? <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember because we had a real problem with her. We kind of uh, my wife ended up hating her. <laughs> Because my wife, like, she's, she's, and, you know, everybody does it differently, but my wife um, has, you know, very, uh, very well, you know, formed opinions about how you should have a baby. Well formed right? opinions. Opinions, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she used to work in a hospital, so she's very comfortable in a sure. hospital. So she wants to have her baby in a hospital. And this woman, uh, uh, she, she could not have been um, fruitier, you know? Uh-huh. She was like... And and more condescending, and that's the thing I found about anyone, other mothers or anyone in that sort of industry. Uh, it's just such a patronizing. They, their tone is just so awful. They're like, "Oh, you're going to do it in a hospital? Hmm. Where did she want you to do it? Oh, oh in the I don't know, in a tub or uh. the garage. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> with the dogs untangling the Christmas. She's lights, like, sure. if your couch doesn't get wet, you didn't really have a baby. <laughs> You know, she was awful, and she was like, uh, you know, she was very against getting a um, what do you call it, uh, the the pain pain um, epidural. epidural, epidural, yeah, um, which my wife could not get fast enough. She was right. like, I'm just gonna feel it, I'm gonna feel what it feels like, and then I'm getting the epidural, uh, and she's just planned. She's like, have it handy, we're getting that, and they're like, oh. Well, you don't want to do it naturally. She's like, it's coming out of my vagina. So what's the what's the argument against? pain medication like that that it that it hurts the baby like what's the there is a there is i believe a slight risk mm-hmm. uh to the baby and but also that it's just not the way it's supposed to happen sure yeah you know it's, i think that's the i think that that's the something I'm, something main I, thrust of i'm in the middle of this i've been taking this birthing Indians. class so i can tell you that it's one of the things is that you can't uh because it, you're numb from the waist down, because they put it into your spinal cord so yeah. that it only, so it's sort of like getting a spinal cord injury paralyzes you from the waist, can paralyze you from the waist mm-hmm. down. So it only affects you from the from the waist down. And because of that, you can't move or change positions at all, um, which is why you end up sort of lying down in bed. And that's not the optimal way to push a baby out of you. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's also just the matter of, um, you can't experience it coming out of you, um, which seems like an important part of it. In our in our class, there are these. We have a we had a great medical plan from the Kaiser Permanente Foundation. Nice mm. people, good people, good medicine, sure. thrive. <laughs> um, and I don't like how you looked at me when you said thrive. <laughs> no, I don't have to. <laughs> Eat these blueberries. <laughs> Shut up! I don't care if they're superfoods. Have this acai berry. <laughs> uh, Antioxidants aren't real. 
so I don't it, know. Maybe they are. The woman, the woman who teaches our class is very nice and I actually not condescending in a very pleasant way. And I think maybe it's because it's it's sponsored by this, <clears throat> sponsored by a health plan. And so even though it's like, a, I mean, for a health insurer, it's certainly reasonably, you know, uh, fruity. But it's not, you know, that's a very right. modest no one's burning, standard. No one's burning sage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the woman is very nice, although she has a tendency to uh, not complete her thoughts. So she's not a compelling teacher. And the, 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 distinguishing, the, the distinguishing sort of, she doesn't, she doesn't really know how to work the equipment in the class. And the distinguishing moment huh. was in the first class. She, she was going to show us, and she did show us, the uh, scene from Monty Python's The Meaning of Life <laughs> oh, no. where the woman's giving birth and there's all the different machines and they're rushing all the machines in and all the doctors oh, are... Oh, this one machine goes, bing! Yes, exactly, that scene, <laughs> which is a brilliant, like hilarious scene yeah. uh, unless the sound is off. <laughs> she doesn't have one of the nerdier Kaiser people from the she, AV room come the in sound, and like work the, the sound film strip was machine. So f- it, was, strip. it was like coming out of the internal speaker of the computer that was in a cabinet <laughs> at one end of the room. And <coughs> she fucking plowed through this five or six minutes of comedy with just the faintest sound. Like you couldn't quite tell what they were saying. But she fucking stuck with it. <laughs> that was what was amazing to me. She's like, not like, I'm sorry, this isn't working. I'll just make my point. Yeah. Like, no, we're she's all like, going to try and She's make like, this listen happen. closely. You'll hear some jokes. <laughs> Which is always what you want if you're doing comedy. Right. You always want the audience to barely to be yeah. able to really discern what's to, going have to on. to work for it. <laughs> I have never seen Monty, Monty Python go over so poorly. It's <laughs> <laughs> in that class. And there's these... The, the people in the class... I mean, it's, a, it's one of those things where... You know, this is a health insurance company that uh, uh, that you get from all different people of all different walks of life have this insurance. So it's a very, it's not all Elliot Goulds in this class, and that's mostly a pleasant thing. But there are these, there are these two people in the class, uh, these two pairs of people in the class that are that are really particularly amazing. One is this, I guess, what you would call, uh, uh, they're sort of like a Gen X couple. Like sort of an I wouldn't I would say hipster couple, but they're more of an alternative couple. Okay, um, and they're so they both have nose rings. Then they're in their yeah they're they're sort of in their late thirties. They'll mm-hmm. wear a band t shirt, and uh, they just could not be more unpleasant. Like Ugh. they're like they're like constantly like raising their hands to like tell the teacher something about not super to ask chunk. the teacher a question. <laughs> I have a question about super. Chunk. All right, <laughs> basically all you talk about. You know what what this is. Uh, qu- quick riot girl question. <laughs> um, Three R's, right? And that yeah. that is that is just you just want to just tell them like, look, wh- you're not going to teach the teacher about something. <laughs> they don't really seem to know oh, anything. Jesus. It's really it's brutal. They're they're really horrible, and they're the only other white people in there. They're the only other white couple <laughs> in the class. So I'm sitting there, and of course I'm wearing some ridiculous clothes. You know, like I'm not dressed like a human, normal human being at a birthing class. I'm wearing a necktie or whatever because <laughs> I'm coming straight from work. And um, and I just want to look around at all these different other these people from different cultural groups than mine, and just be like, I'm not with them. Like they're <laughs> yeah. just because ah. I'm roughly in their age group, ethnicity. And level of alternativeness. I don't... I'm not with them. Guilt yeah. by association. I'm a different guy. Like, I don't think I'm passing for a businessman. 
wearing a necktie you know what i mean so it's like no i'm not by the the other really amazing person in our we're birthing not class, we're not going to play kickball with them <laughs> exactly the other really amazing person in our birthing class is there's this woman who um uh, who comes with her friend and mostly it's wives and husbands uh-huh. um she comes with her friend i guess so the father's maybe not in the picture or whatever and her friend is is perfectly nice um but she has this look on her face for one thing she's obese um, and I don't know whether her obesity combined with her pregnancy just leads directly to this, but she has this look of dismay on her face constantly <laughs> that just, it just goes from eight to 10. Like that's the <laughs> level of dismay on her face from just like, from like, uh, from eating from six year old eating Brussels sprouts to, uh, to, you know, parents having sex. Like, uh. that's the range of her look. At Wait, the friend or the woman? This is the woman. This is the, the woman. The friend seems perfectly nice. I don't know why she's friends with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that she does that is amazing, and the first time it happened, I thought, well, you got to figure that's going to happen once in your class. But then it just <laughs> kept happening over and over is we'll be watching a video, and you watch a lot of videos of people giving birth and birth-related stuff. And she will just go uncontrollably, not to make a point, uncontrollably go, ew! <laughs> like the baby will be coming out and she'll go, ew! <laughs> and you'll be what like, whoa, you, I totally what? wasn't expecting yeah. that. What are you, We're at really? least supposed to pretend that this is beautiful. Yeah. Like that's the agreement we've all made when we went to birthing class. Uh. Is we're going to pretend that this isn't gross because it's human life yeah. being created. Jeez. It, and it really, like, you watch these videos and you're like, you know, like, I was practically in tears a couple of times because it's so amazing. Like, it's so awe-inspiring. And yes, it's also very it's gross. It's really gross. <laughs> it's really gross. But you don't yell, ew. <laughs> There's other people there. Yeah. You, you, you softly, you cover your mouth with your hand. You throw yeah. up a little bit, <laughs> yeah, you and you put it back the in. The excess, exactly, yeah. and you go to the cafeteria. It's called where, manners, where they don't serve sugar drinks. That's the other thing that really frustrates about me about this class is all I want at halftime of this three-hour birthing class Ugh. is a soda. You go to the cafeteria because it's a fucking mm. healthy whatever. Uh. If you want a soda, you have to buy like coconut water or something, <laughs> Ugh, uh, which is gross. delicious, by the way. Ugh. Lots of potassium. Lots of potassium. Doesn't taste like there's sand in it. I feel about, <laughs> it does not. I feel about coconut water having just tasted it at the hospital because I thought, well, maybe that's like coconut milk. Mm. No, it's not. I think it's delicious. I love Do coconut you? water. Yeah, I, you know what it tastes like to me? It tastes like when you're a kid and there's cereal, uh, there's milk left in your sugary cereal bowl. Uh, and it's just like sweet milk. Hmm. No, that's what coconut milk tastes like. No, like that. you're thinking of coconut milk. I, I don't think so. Is here's it clear? what coconut, wa- coconut here's water. what coconut water tastes like to me anyway. It tastes like that you take a little bit of like a like a citrusy fruit juice, like a couple drops of orange juice. <laughs> A little tiny bit of sour milk and a lot of water. Um, well, I guess you guys you just drink have... it straight. Do you put it in like a? You don't put it in anything. You're just drinking it out of the carton. Yeah, drink it right out of the carton. Okay, I'll drink three or four at a pop. How no. do you feel? Do you feel better? Does you think it yes, helps? Yes, I think it's... Well, also, because people I tell can't... me like, oh, it's a coffee substitute. That's oh, what no, people, no, no, how no, people no. sell it to me. Coffee is my coffee substitute, sure, guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, don't get me started. Oh, don't talk to this guy. Until he's um, are you just required? It's Monday. Are you just required to drink this stuff so that you can be in movies? I re- <laughs> is that a thing? Is they it? do a blood test before you get on set. <laughs> yeah. It's at least two percent coconut. You do not water. have enough coconut. I get coconut water shots by the oh, set good. doctor by Madonna. <laughs> I heard this story about Madonna, like explaining why her and Guy Ritchie broke up, and. Something someone said that she came to the sets of all his movies and gave people B twelve shots. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah B twelve yeah. shots. It's like a big thing, <laughs> big thing. If you're tired, right? Um, I, uh, I, I. So I have. I get uh, leg cramps when I'm sure. dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I get them a lot. It seems, and it's it's really drives me crazy. And so my doctor said. Uh, eat a banana, you know, because it's potassium and it's good for your muscles, or drink a coconut water because it's like five times the amount of potassium. Yeah. And it's like a quick fix, and then I just got kind of hooked on it. Guys, Ooh, they're guys so I love gross. it. I love coconut water. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie to you guys. So okay. you You're guys. angling for a case sent to the house, aren't you? <laughs> guys, I, <laughs> am a, I am a social media influencer. Hey, hold on. If anyone here is a social media influencer, it is I. <laughs> oh, come for on. I have received a free Windows 7 telephone. What social media have you influenced? Uh, I'm influencing social media right now. People are listening to this at podcast parties. I was in What Happens <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah. That's uh, true. <laughs> And I, so you could probably am another guy. So send me one too, Windows. You I still would... use a Zune. I still have Zune software on my computer. The music will all go into the phone. Windows, are you listening? Windows, Windows, listening. the company Windows. Yes. <laughs> Steve Jobs, Jordan. Windows equivalent. Jordan, whose come name on. is Bill it's, Gates. It's Windows.com. Okay, Windows.com. Please, I'll use it. I'll use it. I'll still keep my Zune HD too. Um, and rub them together. The the other big no, the, the other <laughs> big parenting preparation thing Who's that went me? down in my life mm. is that I um, I just recently uh, met with a doula. Uh huh. And a doula. Now, see, here's the thing. Like my aunt, who's sort of sort of my the the panties to the ceiling aunt. Sure. Um, she was. She's had this interesting professional career where she amazing woman again. She went from um, she went from she was like an administrative court judge, the kind of judge where uh, you don't have to be a lawyer um, or a, a judge qualified. You just have to be. It's like a civil servant job, okay? You know, like she did, it's like traffic tickets or something like that. Okay. To uh, being a, an orisha, which is like a Haitian priestess, mm-hmm. as I understand of it, of course, loosely. I'm Go using ahead. it loosely, so please, orishas, don't send me a letter. <laughs> um, to being a Written doula in blood. And she had encouraged us to get a doula. And I was ambivalent about the idea of getting a doula because, again, we're totally settled on having this baby in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have some fucking doctors around in case yeah, shit you goes guys, down. If you guys really yeah. wanted to do it with the best interests of the child at heart, you would have her fucking hold it until Burning Man. <laughs> and you would have that baby at Burning on Man. On the last day on of Burning day, Man. On the last day, as they're burning the effigy, <laughs> as the bird mask orgy is coming to a close. So we met with this doula. It, but in the birthing class, you know, we talked. they talked a lot about it. And, and essentially what a doula does is, besides, you know, some sort of training and preparation, is they're sort of like the person on the team of the mother. Yeah. That knows what the fuck is going on. And I think that's a really reasonable yeah. thing because then I don't have to be responsible for, you know, I told Teresa we'll do whatever she wants, but I like the idea of not having to be responsible for uh, making, you know, vital split second decisions without 
knowing that there's someone on my team who knows what the fuck is going on. Sure, You know, because otherwise the best I can do is be like, you know, is this safe for the baby? And then if they say yes, I just have to go like, okay. Right. Um, so I was, I'm on board for this. You know, it's, it sounds like a good idea to me. So what you do is a doula comes to your house and you like interview them. So we had like essentially a job interview for this doula. And, um, we met her. She's a friend of a friend and, uh, she was a very nice woman. She's a part-time doula, part-time real estate agent. (laughs) (laughs) So LA. And she was a super nice lady and not... I mean, she told us about some doula stuff. And the reality is that once you start talking about doula stuff, you're going to sound like you're in a sweat lodge in Santa Fe or whatever. Like you're really, you're going to have to smelt some sage or whatever that (laughs) verb is that you do with herbs that you're burning. Like it's, um, it's just going to go down that path. Yeah, the lingo is just given to that. Like you can't. Not descri- you can't describe that stuff without. Once, sure, I, I, yeah. they're like he's, he's like I know I don't like saying it either. There's just no other name for the what this is. Parlance, a dream catcher. <laughs> I don't. There's no other word for once, it. And you have to hang them all over. Once a, <laughs> once a lady from Pasadena starts talking about her rebozo, which is a sort of Latin American cloth that they use to wrap up a baby and that they also oh, use for for like to sort of like they like. It's sort of like if you imagine if you have a piece of cloth between your hands and it's sort of taut like a hammock or something. Sure. And you put it underneath the mom and you like shake it back and forth. Like, yeah, you shine her it's to like, shake the baby You're out. doing, by the way, for the people at home, you're doing like shoe shining. Yeah, like a shoe shine. Like, yeah, like how it's a like, cartoon character dries off his butt yeah, <laughs> after exactly. a cartoon shower. But you're doing it to the baby to get the baby to like turn around the right way or or just pop out or something. I don't understand exactly. I'm not a doula. So there's no way for this woman not to sound nutty. Right. Okay, but given that context, she sounds perfectly reasonable. We're going to meet with another doula. We'll see how this other doula uh, stacks up against the first doula. We've got to interview two doulas and, you mm-hmm. know, get the lay of the land. Right. Doula land. Um, she's like, at the end, she's like, now, I just want to know, have you been meeting with other doulas? <laughs> <laughs> what are their names? And she's, this woman is very nice woman, and uh, I think I think having a doula, you know, is going to be worth the five hundred dollars or whatever it costs to hire this woman. And you know, like a, the the rate that she charges, it's like the rate that someone would charge to do something that they really are passionate about, caring about doing something, and they're not for care. the money. Yeah, it's not for the money. Clearly, and they also hang out a little bit afterwards, right? They yeah, come like, back and make sure everything's going right. Yeah, and... basically, like basically, I think they come over beforehand a couple, once or twice, and yeah. talk through stuff <clears throat> with you and that kind of thing. And then they're there for the birth. They're like on call for the birth, right? And they come over as soon as the as soon as the labor starts, and then they're there to kind of help you decide whether it's time to go to the hospital. And then they're there at the hospital, right. and then they stick around for a while, and then. They, this this doula and I think many doulas also check back in a few days after the baby's born. Mm-hmm. They start living in the spare room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you give them a nickname. Yeah, they they keep asking you if you know anybody like a good shade tree mechanic for their RV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we had this meeting and it they went. Ask, they ask if you like to party. Yeah, <laughs> it went. They ask you if you know anyone who has peyote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it it seemed it, it seemed really good. For what it was, you know, like I understand that anyone who's going to get involved in birth activism is going to be is going to have at least 10 percent wingnut in them. But it's it's that, you know, it's that 10 percent wingnut that that causes them to do great things. You know what I mean? And that's great. 
And I asked my wife after the thing, what do you think of this lady? I thought she seemed pretty nice. And my wife said, oh, she seemed like a great lady. And I said, uh, I said to her, well, what did you think of her boob necklace? And Teresa, my wife, said, oh, I didn't notice the boob necklace. She was wearing a boob necklace. Now, let me explain to you Go what ahead. a boob mm-hmm. necklace is. You, what Teresa thought it was, and I think a reasonable assumption, is a necklace that draws attention to the boobs. Like a low necklace that's sparkly that's in the cleavage mm-hmm. that makes you have to look at her boobs. I'm getting, aware of these. I'm getting so hard right now. <laughs> that's, that's not... Well, I know you're into doulas. I'm so into this for uh, so many reasons. Yeah. Rob's like, oh, yeah. Get out, that, get out that rebozo. Yeah, South American <laughs> claws. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it is not that. I want to be clear. <laughs> I would not have remarked upon it or been surprised that my wife didn't notice it if that's what it was. This was a silver necklace, and it was boobs. The charm on the necklace was a pair of boobs. Oh, brother. They had nipples on them. They were definitely boobs. It definitely wasn't like a figure eight for infinity or <laughs> Might have been a, two peaches. Uh, the, they had nipples. Aztec this was, and it charm. was, here's the thing. Like, if you imagine a boob charm necklace, it was as tasteful as a boob charm necklace right. could be. She, she like, didn't get it, it on would, spring break. It's sort of like if you imagine if Tiffany made a charm <laughs> necklace that was just <laughs> boobs, this is what it looked like. It was a, it was a reasonably handsome necklace. Yeah. But number one... I can kind of, here's the thing. I can kind of see someone wearing a boob necklace. Okay. Okay. I'm not, that's, I can kind of see that because I'm from San Francisco. I know what it's like at Rainbow Grocery Co-op. I, that's where we shop for groceries when I was little. Okay. I understand what's going on in the socks and Birkenstocks community. So this woman didn't surprise me at all that. However, Let's just say you were headed to what is essentially a job job interview, (laughs) and you're going through your closet, you're picking out your favorite rebozo. (laughs) Would you pick the boob necklace, or would you just pick, say, the pearls or a plain gold chain? She was probably like, oh, God, well, I can't wear my vagina necklace (laughs) to a job interview. I can't wear my 9-11 was an inside job (laughs) necklace. That's just, that's too much. Her other necklaces were I, it more was tacky. Ab- left me absolutely agog. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not bad because she's essentially, you know, she's the boob and box woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's her business. Yeah, I bet it's I bet it's part of I bet it's a I bet it is the symbol or the something of like a larger group. You know, like how they have those t shirts for breast cancer that say like hooray for boobies or I love boobies. Like I bet it's that right, kind of like right. let's Let's you know celebrate what? breasts right. and women. You know what I kind of think it's like? Hmm. I kind of think that it's like if you imagine a, like a, a 45 or 50-year-old retired professional baseball player that was successful but didn't make it to the Hall of Fame, maybe a Fernando Valenzuela or a Gary Sheffield, <laughs> one of these type of people, you can imagine them having a necklace around their neck with a charm of like a baseball or a baseball bat so that when they go to a singles bar... Somebody can be like, hey, what's that? And you're like, oh, I used hey. to be a star professional baseball player. I won I the 1981 the National <laughs> League uh, Cy Young Award. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's that. I think it's sort of like a symbol like, I'm in the boob biz. Ask me about my boob necklace. Mm. 
Ask about boobs. <laughs> In general. <laughs> yeah. Ask me about lady parts. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably yeah, what yeah. it is. Okay, look. We, we, have to talk about, uh, we have to talk about this wedding that Jordan officiated. We'll be oh. back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, Rob Corddry, female breakdancer. <laughs> Rob Corddry, by the way, uh, his hilarious television program, Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. a hilarious... Look, if you're not seeking out this television program, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> That's how I would describe it. There's you. a lot of ways to watch it. I'm going to get my rebozo, come down, and shine you up until you kick out something. That was one of our marketing uh, pitches, too, by the way. Like, watch this, you fuckwit. Don't yeah, be a yeah. fuckwit. Don't be a Watch this show. Um, is just season seasons one and two are out on DVD. That's right. And uh, season three is just starting on uh, started Cartoon June, Network. Yeah, last uh, yeah June second it started, and every Thursday night at midnight. This is a this is a tremendous program. This Thank is a you. Hilarious program. You got all your major comic stars. Of course, you got Henry Winkler. Yep. You got uh, the Fonz. You got yeah. Rob Hubel. You got him too. Past yeah. Jordan Jesse Go guest. Who else is a past Jordan Jesse Go guest that's that's on this show? Uh, it's, Ken Marino's Ken never been on Jordan Jesse Go. Ken Marino's real funny. Who else? Who, who else you are we talking get, about? Uh, this show? Has Lake Bell been on this show? No, Mm-mm. we'd love to have Lake sure. Bell. Sure, you should show. have her. She's yeah. great. Um, um, there's lots of this Watchmen is, Lady. This who's is, that? <laughs> Malin Ackerman. Yeah, yeah. Watchmen Lady. There's a, this has a jam. This is a star. Rob had spent years building up Hollywood capital so that he could waste it on this <laughs> show on the Cartoon Network. <laughs> totally blow it on this 15-minute show. Exactly. Yeah. But, man, it is really funny. Okay. I am making hundreds of dollars on this show, though. Hey. Hundreds. What are you going to spend it on? I am a hundred air. Yeah. I am, you are committed to this show because I, I remember reading a few months ago that when you got a network television pilot deal, it was a pilot deal that specified that if you got your own... Highly paid, presumably network television sitcom uh, that you would also still get to do yeah. a weird, crazy fifteen-minute show on Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah. We we actually we really like negotiated the number of shows they'd allow me to do as well, and they they got up to nine. They said, All right, "Well, you can do nine. We have fourteen episodes." They said, "You yeah. can do nine of them," but they're fifteen-minute episodes, and Warner Brothers considers that a half an episode. So I can actually do 18 episodes of Children's Hospital if I want. Clever. Yeah. Okay. Let's do our uh, sponsorship announcement. So on the show, uh, we we allow people to uh, buy a sponsorship on the program in the way that one might buy an announcement on the Jumbotron at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, 100 bucks for a personal message. We're up to 200 bucks for a commercial message these days. Um, the first one, Fuzzy Balls Apparel, our good friends from Fuzzy Balls Apparel, long-term sponsors. Yeah. We like them a lot. They sell t-shirts. Specifically, they sell cute and creepy t-shirts and things. Mm -hmm. Fuzzyballsapparel.com. They got little toys. They they send over some freebies. I always get compliments on my Fuzzy Balls t-shirts when I wear them. And you can can too. You can put JJ Go in the uh, notes when you order something, and he has promised to include some free gifts for you, something cool, uh, just because he loves JJ Go. And this is... I, again, these businesses that are sponsoring our show, they're doing it because they love Jordan Jesse Go. This is not something where our ad guy talks to their ad guy. It's not beneficial at all. <laughs> it's benef- of course it's beneficial no, to sure. them. No, sure. Why wouldn't it be? Come on. Why would, how, why would this guy become a long-term sponsor at Fuzzy Balls Apparel? I know. Okay. 
Anyway, fuzzyballsapparel.com. Put JJ Go in when you buy something. Uh, the other one is adventureaccess.org. So these two listeners of ours, Evan and Jade, are going to walk from Boston to San Francisco, creating what they have decided to call, very modestly, the Adventure Access Trail. So they're walking from Boston to San Francisco. They're going to uh, document it in every single way. And they want to in- encourage people to walk across the great nation of America. With, With them, them or just at some point? No, just at some <coughs> point, I think. I don't think they're looking for buddies. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. They're, po- they're polys. They're polyamorous. <laughs> and they're looking for... Looking for sister their- wives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're looking. They're, they want to encourage people to, you know, walk and experience the country that way. Um, I'll tell you that I got bored driving through about a th- the middle third of the country. <laughs> you ever get in the middle? I mean, there's a lot of great stuff if you live there. I'm sure you got family, you got friends, uh, love, uh, work, uh, church, uh, little league leagues, that kind of thing. But none of those things are accessible if you're driving through. And so it is just a snooze of cornfields from, <laughs> yeah. from about the Rocky Mountains to uh, the eastern seaboard. Yeah, Nebraska feels like it's the length of California flipped on its side. Yeah. You wonder if it's abandoned. You <laughs> yeah. wonder if people like, have abandoned it's these spooky. states. <laughs> it's spooky. And walking through that genuinely terrifies me. I would, I would probably go into some kind of corn madness. <laughs> <laughs> And commit some corn murder. <laughs> yeah, but I guess these people are probably making friends and meeting. Yeah, yeah these are obviously those kind of people. they're walking. They're, they're those not, kind of people. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they're also raising money to on Kickstarter uh, to pay for this trip and to help them uh, publish this book. Uh, they'll even help you travel. You'll, they'll even help you plan your adventure travel. Hmm. Um, it's all online at adventureaccess.org. Uh, you can also find them on Twitter at Adventure Access. Um, and if you want to donate to the Kickstarter campaign, it's adventureaccess.org slash donate. So take a look. See what our uh, listeners Evan and Jade are doing in this absurdly foolhardy quest <laughs> to walk across America. If there is a sex element to it. I'm behind <laughs> it, though. Like, if they're, like, visiting famous orgies. There's, there's gotta there's be. There's gotta be. Everything at its core is sexual. Someone in the group is named Jade. Yeah. Our, some, there's some court sort of fucking. And that's great. I think it's better. I mean, I'd like to hear more about it. Our friend Tyler... <laughs> fucking? Our friend Tyler lo- walked from one end of Japan to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I think, I bet his movie is still online. If you search for sure. Kintaro Walks Japan, you can see our friend Tyler. Uh, he later went on to win a million dollars on The Amazing Race, so it was not for naught. Wow. Um, and uh, he also tried to run across Iran with his friend who's uh, Iranian-American or Persian, depending on your preferred nomenclature, and uh, got arrested uh, after a while. And they said they would only release him if he agreed to wear this T-shirt. And the T-shirt said, "Nuclear energy is a human right." It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things. Like, if you're gonna like g- g- do a try and get a big press coup by getting some American hikers to support your quest to get nuclear weapons, <laughs> you can at least look up how yeah. nuclear is spelled in English. You kind of half-assed that uh, because I think the T-shirts of jo- of Tyler excitedly pointing to his T-shirt that said. The pictures of Tyler with the T-shirt that said "Knockley or Energy is a Human Right" didn't do a lot for the cause of the uh, Iranian nuclear program. <laughs> I don't know. 
I think they have nuke, nukes now. So anyway, Teresa at MaximumFun.org if you want to sponsor a future episode of this show or My Brother, My Brother and Me or Stop Podcasting Yourself. It's affordable and effective. Um, adventureaccess.org and if you miss a link on this show anytime you can always find it in the forum Teresa has a thread where she puts up the sponsors for each week's show uh, at forum.maximumfun.org we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go Jordan Jesse Go I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morris boy detective Rob Corddry King of the Room did I already say King of you Something said king before? Of something. You said King of Pain. You can just use the same nickname. You can just go back to King no, of Pain. Oh, I don't have to come up no, with a different no, no, one every no, time? No, absolutely not. We <sighs> oh, my gosh. We've been oh. using the same shit that we came I'm up with so, when we were 19. I'm yeah, so yeah. relieved. Dude, go back to King of Pants. King of Pants. Do it. Oh, Rob Cordry, King of Pants. Sorry. Great. Everyone God. loves it. It's totally. God. So we've been doing this action item I feel like you have to over-deliver. Parental revelations. And I want this to be the last. It's been so rich that it's just been going on and on just because people keep keep calling in with this crazy shit that their parents mm-hmm. revealed to them about their lives before they were born. And this... I've got a good one, by the way. But go on. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wanna, let's do this, and then we'll, we'll yeah. hear okay. Rob. So number one, because I'm trying to, because I'm trying to wind this down, mm-hmm. I'm not going to play the call from the guy who found out his mom dated Raleigh Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> However... I want to acknowledge that sure, that is important that information That's that amazing. the world should know. Yeah. That happened to me the other day. I found out that uh, one of my wife's aunts, I got an email from a different one of my wife's aunts that said, hey, did everybody go see Bridesmaids? Uh, such and such, I won't say her name. Old boyfriend was in it. He played the minister or something like that. I found out that they that one of my wife's aunts, who are like, these are the... These are Catholic people from Marin County, California. These are literally the whitest people I can imagine <laughs> in the world. Uh, one of them dated uh, comedy legend Franklin Ajay, which oh, who, I don't tro- know who he's that a is. legendary stand-up comedian from the seventies. Like he's sort huh. of like the he's sort of like the semi-revolutionary Richard Pryor, hmm. um, who like f- sort of sort of flamed out and uh, in the eighties and mostly quit comedy. Uh, but like he's for example our friend Nick Adams that's like his favorite comedian oh, of all time okay. Franklin Ajay and uh, apparently uh, my wife's aunt dated him hmm. seriously like for a long time and they found out their grandpa was kind of racist when they started dating <laughs> whose grandpa isn't a little bit yeah, racist yeah I mean that's so. part of being grandpa I think everybody over 50 is a little bit racist sure <laughs> Safe assumption. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. So it sh- shit goes down. Now this one, I wasn't going to play this, but I, I, I wasn't. I was thinking maybe we wouldn't even do this segment this week. And then I saw the Raleigh Fingers thing, mm-hmm. and I saw this one that that Brian uh, Fernandez, who's been screening our calls, sent me. And the title is so intense that I feel like we I can't leave it unplayed. Please. Hey, JJ Go. This is Eric calling about the action item about uh, parental revelations. This one is about my grandfather, because when I was uh, 14, he uh, came to visit my family up in northern New York from California, and it was the first time he had ever visited, and he stayed for about a month during the summer. And um, when I turned 18, I found out that the reason that he had come up to stay up with us is because he had just been acquitted of murder of his girlfriend. <laughs> and the even more fun part is uh, uh, after I found this out, I talked to my uh, cousin who's a few years younger than me, and he told me that after the, 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 uh, my, our grandfather got acquitted, uh, 
my grandfather told the, my cousin that he had actually done it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm one of the few people in the family Ooh. who actually believes him, so, yeah. Grandfather, a murderer. Wow. Bye. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's fu- Why do you do that? Why do you, why do you tell people? You got to tell somebody? Yeah. <laughs> you took well a, a life. Little kid. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Wow. That's a good one. That is a good one. So who did your parents murder? Right? Yeah, this is not. I, I I I think I have the wrong. I had the wrong idea. This is my mother just told me something horrible. Uh, it, not funny at all. And nor is it any sort of like. Well, but no, that wasn't funny at all. Oh, apart okay. from being horrible, it was. Yeah. All right. Well, no. This is well. You know, I I, I grew up thinking that we you know we lived in the perfect family sure. and you know. Uh, white picket fence, all that stuff. Where did you grow? What in Boston? Okay. Suburbs of Boston. Gotcha. Um, pretty idyllic. And uh, when I was 25 years old, 1995, mm-hmm. um, my mother, 1994, my mother came out of the closet mm-hmm. and left my father on Father's Day. Oh, oh. good. <laughs> yeah. So, well, my dad's birthday was a week after, weekend after Father's Day. So oh, she was sure. like, I, you know, I got to do it now. I got a lesbian trip planned. <laughs> I got- like, I'm going to Northampton yeah. next weekend. I've got a... Uh, so she, she gets everybody, she gets, she calls, I'm yeah. living in New York at the time and she's like, can you come home? We're going to have a family meeting on father. Can and I was like, I was coming home for dad's birth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I knew it was big. And so she dropped this bomb on wow. us that she, the woman that she's been hanging out with, uh, was wow. now going to be her, uh, partner. Um, and so it was a pretty brutal weekend, yeah, yeah. you know, lots of, uh, lots of, couple family meetings it was awful sure and uh, so some factions some families splitting off into factions nothing, having separate meetings nothing good ever ha- comes from no f- one ever calls a family meeting no. to announce that we're going to disneyland <laughs> uh, yeah family meeting patches is having puppies <laughs> <laughs> family meeting in my hand i hold a lottery ticket worth 2.4 million dollars <laughs> Uh, we family meeting. The dog is on the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Dad, I came back from South America, <laughs> but it's pretty great. Right. It was worth it. it. Was pretty, but I'm how did that dog get up wasn't there? Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so my mother then revealed. She felt like she had to clear the slate. Mm-hmm. She revealed that I had an older brother that died like the right after childbirth. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, crazy, right? Both huge. And wow. it wasn't my father's. Like, he, she cheated on him when he was in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, my had God. A, and had a no, baby. No, this is actually perfect for this segment. All okay, of this good. Okay. falls under this the umbrella good. of this. Oh, so, so yeah. That, that, so he was what they called at the time, an ence- I believe, an encephalitic monster. Which means he was born with some of his organs on the outside of his body. Oh wow! Or something, and yeah, he died like right away. Wow, jeez. Uh, but uh, <laughs> right, so so, and then we went out yeah, for maybe, ice cream. We went out for ice cream, literally yeah, out for ice cream. We, wow, yeah. It's like yeah, but we might as well make this as ironic as possible. <laughs> what, what kind of ice cream did you get? Like a tropical? Flavor, oh no, the or? good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. We went to like the homemade ice cream parlor oh, down the yeah, street. Not just the like flavors. it's the place where you get vanilla because it's so good. Sure. All oh, right. They really sounds like a pretty sweet weekend. <laughs> now, anytime you eat vanilla ice cream, you just start crying. Yeah. Think about my older brother. Did you, did you think your dad saw this coming? Was he like, no? Oh, yes, he did. Actually, yeah, okay, he did yeah, yeah. because he called me once uh, a couple months before my mother came out, and he said, "Do you think she's a lesbian?" 
he's been she's yeah she went to she decided she was going to become a minister and she went to seminary school Mm -hmm. and met this woman there who and and then they just became best friends yeah and uh and and i was like no you're crazy she met her lesbian partner at seminary yes at a seminary yeah yeah at a seminary isn't that crazy um and uh no sure enough he was he was right and I, i was totally wrong but uh uh, he, I remember I was home once cause I, you know, just visiting for the weekend and she was hanging out with this woman a lot and she, my mother didn't come home to like two in the morning and that's just yeah. not like her at all. And they drove Wait, was up. Was she a minister at this point? No, she wasn't. Okay. She, she, uh, no, she, she quit that, okay. that whole game. And, uh, and, uh, she, the game, the that's game, what they call it. yeah, man. Uh, you the roll biz, the, you roll the biz. dice and, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like. I remember them getting home, and I didn't look out the window on purpose. Oh, you know, because I was like, you know what? Kissing. I bet you know. And then I just kind of like, you know, yeah. This is before my dad had mentioned anything. So, but uh, what did you tell your dad when he asked you that? I what said, can no, I you said, tell your dad? I said no. Well, I, I you said I was, I'm pretty sure she's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was dating a woman at the time who. Was very fond of saying like she totally she was bi but she wasn't yeah, really you know like sure. it was that call we were oh, all yeah. twenty five and you know that that's I feel like whenever I'm out with a woman who says that I feel like I want to say hey put prove up or shut it. up prove it I don't want to sit here talking about it <laughs> let's have a three way and then I will believe you yeah yeah, yeah. anyway the, um, the but, problem is that if you do that what will happen was not a three way what will happen is. They will leave you yeah, for a woman. It's a very yeah. much a two way. That'll still be hot. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. I can jerk it to that. Totally worth it. <laughs> well, that's amazing, is, yeah. Rob. That no, is you, a hey way to you know. If I did we it. Are, if we are going to wrap this segment up, yeah, that's probably the that's probably the one to do it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. What so an much. honor. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, Boy Detective. Rob Cordry, King of Slacks. Ooh, I oh. mixed it up. <laughs> I mixed Jeez. it up. A little more Ball elegant. Curveball Cordry. <laughs> That's your other nickname oh. because you change your nickname so much. This is so far my favorite segment. <laughs> um, you want to just cut it here? <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking on the show about what second base is for a lady. Mm-hmm. If there's a lady-specific oh, yes. version of second base. Right. Um, oh, Rob, just to fill you in, yeah. Jesse's saying he thinks that there is a lady-specific second base. I think second base is just when a boob is touched. If it, for a, like a woman says, oh, we got the second base when he touched. Oh, right, boobs. right. Yeah, of course. Of okay. course. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree there. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like boob touching, I mean, a lady enjoys boob touching. Yeah. But not as much as a dude does. It's, she feels yeah. like it's for dudes. Right. Like a lady enjoys having I'm a not, boob touch. It has a lot of sensation. qualifying people's level but, of enjoyment. I'm just saying it's. Both. I'm just saying, like, relative to, say, touching junk, like, yeah. touching a dude's junk and touching a lady's junk, you're getting a roughly equivalent amount. It's, a, it's an sure. equivalent thing. Sure. Doing a sex. If you're doing a sex and, and putting it in the uh, lady stuff. No, but a, a bases aren't... No, wait a minute. That's not a, a level of enjoyment. It doesn't go first but base, I kind of enjoyment. But Second base, all, I really enjoyment. So it's how far did you go. It's like four, how intimate did you get. There's four bases, or technically three bases and a plate. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and... 
three of them are similar, are are sort of mutual acts mm-hmm. um, that have sort of similar effects on both people. I mean, I I guess, you know, if you're talking about intercourse, there are intercourses that are more dude-oriented than lady-oriented. Sure. But but you can you can argue equivalency for three out of four. Yeah. But boob grabbing is just something that a dude wants to do more than anything else in the world and a lady is fine with and will probably enjoy. Okay, you're right. Um, and so that's why I say there must be something that is, and I don't even know what this is because, you know, we ask people, the ladies to call in to say if they have a good idea for if there's some other thing that's sort of re- correlated or whatever. Women don't enjoy the men's body, right? Like, a, like, like men enjoy do. women's bodies. Yeah, I think they're just I mean, kind of tolerant know, of it and whatever. Sure. They, you know, it's it, definitely, let me say. It's fine. It helps them buy shoes. Women, so. women don't enjoy our bodies. Definitely. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that That's is for clear. sure. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Allie from the Midwest, and I just finished episode 177. You ended with wondering what second base is for a woman, and I'd say it has to be a good spank, <laughs> which is actually how I introduce myself to my current and awesome boyfriend. Have a great episode. She knew she could just do that. She knew she could just get in and get out and yeah. just drop that She's shit. still yeah. laughing. She's yeah. still laughing. She knows that she just won calling in to Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go. Now listen. Uh, first of all, God bless this woman. <laughs> you know, way to go. If, uh, if you want to make a, make a play for Popedom, I will back ta- you up. It takes guts to call into a radio show to say who should be the Jets starting quarterback. Sure. <laughs> but here's what I, here's what I think. And, and, and obviously there's differing opinions. I think that the bases are a measure of intimacy, not pleasure and i right. think that once you are in a situation where you're spanking someone that is sex plus that is a that is that is home base and yes, then some sort I, of exactly. victory lap I agree <laughs> on spiking the, the baseball i agree on that point i just feel like it's more like because the lady is because the guy is grabbing and the lady is getting grabbed it still feels too weirdly One, uneven to me yeah, even sure. if you're counting intimacy rather than pleasure mm-hmm. It still feels weird as though, like, the lady is just uh, allowing herself to be used for grabbing. And you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. I'm, it and still I might feels also uneven. Say, and I again, I'm not, saying say... that, I'm not saying that ladies, well, ladies out there, I'm not saying that you uh, don't or shouldn't enjoy having your boobs touched. Sure. I'm just saying that for a guy, touching boobs is pretty much the top priority in the world besides <laughs> putting their penis in Although, something. Although, wouldn't you say that... that... In most situations, right? Most situations, right? When you are when you are sexing someone, yes, and you get the notion to spank them, yes, and you do it, yes, and they not only tolerate it but enjoy it. That's like that's a that's that's a huge that's a huge dude moment. That is that is like that is equivalent to boob grab. I think here's the thing. I think that. I will say that most situations where you are spanking someone, the next thing that happens isn't usually, as this woman just presented to us, that you then introduce yourself to the other person and say, maybe we should go on a date. Because she did just say that she met her boyfriend with spanking. I don't. We need more info. We need more info. This is Is that at a convention or (laughs) church. What's yeah. 
Oh, probably an SSP, right? Are they on the same baseball team? <laughs> right. You gotta figure secret sex party of some kind. Yeah. Gotta be, right? Probably gotta one of those. Be. She said she's gotta from be. the Midwest. That doesn't mean she's not living in the woods of Seattle. No, no. Where no. that secret sex party guy <laughs> lives. Okay, here we go. One, well, let's go to momentous occasions. Uh, when someone, when something momentous happens to a member of our audience, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN to tell us. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Kit, former king of Portland, calling with a momentous occasion. Number one, he's not king of Portland. Never was. Was he? Did we name him king of Portland? What, what did he do? Didn't <laughs> I he don't do know. something? Didn't he have some Did sort we of... name someone king of Portland? I mean, there's... Okay, continue. If I was going to name a king of Portland, it'd probably be Clyde the Glide Drexler. Sure. <laughs> Legend. Stephen Malcolmus, maybe. These are both great <laughs> candidates for King of Portland. I would, I would announce that, that they would be joint king, and the only thing is they have to rule together as a team. Sure. And their <laughs> undersecretary is the guy from Gang of Four. <laughs> wow. Um, I just got to choreograph a titty tassel twirling bike trick, and that was pretty badass. I... Then they had another momentous occasion. Uh, I don't like this guy at all. I don't know. This guy's rubbing me the wrong way, too. Maybe we've liked him in the past, but I don't like your tone, mister. <laughs> you really can't, You really stepped in with that. I mean, they might as well be fucking on a unicycle at this point with their like level of pure... <laughs> They're gonna start having some art. There's gonna be. They're gonna start putting their dicks in artisanal coffees. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Some sort um, of okay. having sex with someone with tassels on. Oh. Also pretty badass. Then he had sex with her. And in the bike-related sex stories, to speak back to a uh, previous momentous occasion. What? Um, this guy just keeps a notepad of different ideas for bullshit he can call into Jordan Jesse go brag- with. No, I don't like that this is bragging. Yeah, this is bragging. This is bragging. Well, I mean, his occasions are not for bragging. It's momentous. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> you should be calling us in wonderment. Oh my God. Jordan and Jesse are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Congratulations well. on your wonderful life, sir. <laughs> Have fun. We should all be so lucky. Have fun fucking that unicycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hey, guest. Uh, my name is Lucas, and I was calling in with a momentous occasion that actually happened a while ago, but that I was reminded of from last week's podcast where things all of a sudden turned sexy. Um, I work in, a li- in my town's public library as a computer lab assistant, and Go a lot on. of the times... Um, People will come in bringing, you know, their cell phones or laptops that they don't understand to use and assume we do, so they come and, you know, ask for all sorts of help. Um, <laughs> so one time what happens is this lady came in. Wait, that was so magical. <laughs> that was a magical tech support guy moment. Yeah. He described, and they, they bring him in because they, they don't know how to use him, and they need some help. And then he took a moment to savor it, and then he went... <laughs> He chuckled. Yeah. <laughs> chuckled gently to himself. Oh, these rubes. <laughs> oh, these rubes that must travel to their local library. And their issues with spyware. The cell phone, and she said she had a bunch of pictures on there that she needed to email someone else. And so, you know, we figured out that her cell phone didn't have any, like, Wi-Fi or any kind of Internet cap- capabilities, and that we actually had to go, you know, online and create 
an account and blah, 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 blah. But um, by the time we actually got to her pictures online, I realized that all of the photos were of her naked. And so, you know, then she just looked at me with all these naked photos of her on the screen, and then she just asked me, so how do I email these? And at this point, you know, I'm so, like, shocked um, that I just, like, kind of help her through the rest of the process. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a, a lot of the time people just come into the library and look at porn, but uh, this was the only time that someone had actually forcibly shown me porn. And asked. I, here's my She's question. She's like, now I have some issues with snood. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's my question. Would the proper response to that have been? And I'm I haven't been single for a long time, so I'm just putting the pieces together to spank her. Yeah, I think so. It's an invitation to the spank. Yeah, is there a whole... you guys don't know a lot about modern women. <laughs> is there a whole new system of bases where first base is sexting, is sex based tech support, mm-hmm. second base is <laughs> sex spanking, support. third base is dating, and then <laughs> what's what's fourth base? Impregnating your housekeeper, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know. Kids. Okay, we have one last momentous occasion. Hey, this is Josh in St. Louis. And Leah in St. Louis. We have a momentous occasion. We were just married by Josh Flores. Woo! And I'm going to make him dance with me into something urban. Make him uncomfortable. Wait. Which Morris did they just get married by? Me. I did it. Jordan Morris! Married to people. Wow. Over the weekend. Holy Uh, moly. Rob, for you, this is kind of something we've been talking about. Jesse had gotten an invitation to officiate a wedding. Uh I thought that was bullshit, but no one asked me. (laughs) Just because he's very professional and has a good radio voice. He's got a great voice. To be fair, the top bullshit part of it was that they asked Jordan first if he thought that I would be interested in doing it. So... Which um, even I admit is kind little of bullshit. Bit, yeah. <laughs> These are very good people, as it turned out. But uh, fantastic! I'm actually still friends with the guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with our buddy Guy Welch this week uh, at the E3 uh, convention. Yeah, still, dick move, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so these nice people, Josh and Leah Booth, were nice enough to fly me out to St. Louis, put me up in a very nice hotel, wow. and perform their ceremony. And you didn't know them before, they're just I listeners. did not, know. Uh-uh. Wow. Um, did you have fun? I had a blast. It was the best. It was really? so fun. Yeah, and was I... Was it a normal wedding? Uh, no, I mean, it was not a religious wedding. Okay. It was a very... <laughs> okay, well, that's probably yeah, the best. Yeah, I know. You told them... I told them I was a rabbi. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak Hebrew, so I just did Hebrewish double talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sid Caesar style. <laughs> um, it, it was small, but, um, but yeah, absolutely a wedding. It wasn't like, you know... Um, they weren't like they didn't skateboard in or anything. What was it like when you were their parents there? Yeah, they, many, yeah, parents, grandparents. What was it like when you met their parents? Because I sizable. know that I had some interesting interactions with Mary Beth and Guy's parents when I married them. When I tried to find a, a confidence-inspiring way to explain to them that uh, I had met Mary Beth. And become their officiant because they liked my vulgar comedy podcast. <laughs> and it focused on other it focused on me being like a public radio. Anytime I need credibility, I yeah, just go straight right, to right, public right, radio right. host. But yeah. you don't have that no. 
that I don't. weapon. No, You've got like you're on an improv team, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of Hot Mess? I what's in... about the UCB? We did the very famous. Um, I work in the Brown Swan <laughs> fart sketch. I work in the theater. When I work in the theater is the most credible, dependable sounding yeah. thing you can say about your career. No, that is career. basically all I have. Yeah, I'm in the theater. Um, <laughs> No, no, you know, the, the their parents were very nice and seemed to understand who I was, kind of, and why I was there. No one, like, grilled me and, you know, didn't seem to understand. They got it. They got um, the bit. Because it was a bit. It was totally, yes, a it huge, was a elaborate bit. bit. It is an elaborate, <laughs> life-changing bit. Um, Did you, now, you're, of course, known for your bits on Fuel TV. Sure. Did you come in a crazy costume or with a premise? No, no, I just wore, I wore, I wore a suit, and I got the, I got, the, I got a tie that was the same color as the, uh, as the bridesmaids' gowns. Oh. Um, I, okay, Rob's, is that good or Rob's bad? looking at me because he knows, Rob and I occasionally correspond about things I put this on. Sure. I'm not a big supporter of tie that matches I, the bridesmaids' I didn't think so. Count. I, I asked him, so. I brought some options. Right. One of them was a tie that matched right. the bridesmaids' yeah. gowns. No, look, I'm not blaming you. I'm they definitely, I'm in support of doing whatever the people who are getting married say, sure. and only discouraging them if you're actually close enough to do that reasonably from doing some weird thing. But, <laughs> um, uh, but it was nice, and I, I definitely feel like I... Um, uh, I uh, I did not grow up with a big family. It's kind of just if I would describe my family, it would be me, my mom, and my sister. I don't, you know, we don't have, we have some very nice extended family, but we don't see a heck of a lot of them. Did and, your older brother die? Because mine did. Yeah, I know. Way to, way to one up me. <laughs> Keep going. He's some sort of monster? He's Keep going, wolf man. <laughs> He's a wolf man. He's a wolf man. She had a Frankenstein. Go on. <laughs> okay, baby Frankenstein. <laughs> Um, so I really love it when I just Speaking, get to like... real quick, do you guys want to pitch Baby Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I feel like Rob might be able to play a Baby Frankenstein because he has kind of a cherubic like charm. I like it. Goo, goo, ga, ga. But he, I like, but he I also could, yeah, has sure. sort of a broad-shouldered yeah. physicality. Yeah. Guys, for the doctor, putting this out there, Bradley Cooper. Oh my god! Do you guys see it? Do you see it? That's really good. It sounds weird at first, but think about no, it. No, that's really good. Are we talking? What is this? Like eight, fifteen million? What opening weekend? No, oh, budget. Budget. We got to talk budget. Well, it's it a three D, right? Yeah, so, yeah you're talking about. Yeah, we'll pay for the three D. What are you talking about? The budget for the film or yeah, our Bradley Cooper budget? The Bradley. Well, that's I put the Bradley Cooper the, budget at eight to fifteen. Yeah, how much? How much do you have? What was it to cost for Cooper to show up? <laughs> do you, you think gotta, you got to drop what a mil? Cooper officiated my wedding. Did he? No. Bradley Cooper. Wow. Yeah. How much did that cost? A mil? <laughs> well, back then he'd only done Wet Hot, Ameri- Wet Hot American Summer, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Um, but it was nice. I got to do I love it. I like it when I get to like be inside of a big cra- happy family for like a little bit because it is like it is like kind of unusual to have all sorts of cousins and like all their friends are really really nice and we did uh, we all went drinking, and it was great. Um, so, yeah, way to go. Way to go. Oh, and uh, what Leah is referring to um, is uh, everybody was asking me if I was going to dance at the reception. And for some reason, my opinion of dancing it, it has gone from maybe in high school enjoyment to, like, in college, kind of ambivalent. And now in adulthood, I am terrified of it. Me too. I, yeah, I don't want to do it. And... Um, yeah. I'm surprised that you wanted to do it in high school. I don't really know a lot of males that wanted to do it in high school. That same insane. To I was me. afraid of it in high school too. I, let me yeah. correct that. Sure. Straight males. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, in high school, like I was, uh, I made, I made my identity 
goofy guy. Right. So right. I like to like go to a dance and goof around. You get in the middle of the circle and do some funny. Sure. Okay. Goof. Uh, swing dance revival was big when I was in high school. <laughs> of course. Sure. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, so, but now nothing seems like less fun to me. Mm. Rob, similar. Do you, do you, is this a problem at weddings for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't dance at... No, I didn't dance at my own wedding. You're mm. also a celebrity. So unless you're at a celebrity wedding... <laughs> yeah. People are watching. There's a lot of eyes on you. <laughs> like, yeah. look, that's Rob Corby Look Hot Tub Time Machine. You can't dance at all. Mm. And I can't. I wish I could. Yeah, yeah, Dear I Gawker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I was outclassed. Like, I was in a room filled with um, Midwest white nerdy hipster like i was fine like i mean i was in my comfort zone mm-hmm. everyone was probably about as good a dancer as i was uh so i was i you know i, I sat there i was like i'm gonna do it gonna do it gonna do it uh <laughs> got drunk got drunk got drunk got drunk and i was finally kind of drunk enough i'm like eh, i'll give this a shot i'll give this a shot so i went out there and did a little bit of dance and then someone from the bridal party leaned over to me and said you look miserable <laughs> 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 and not like in a fun way, but just like there's an on it. Like, is something the matter with like? <laughs> do you need a doctor? You don't have to do this. <laughs> there's other <laughs> things to do. You can stand around. Oh. So yeah, way to go. Uh, yeah, Josh and Lee are, are the coolest. It was really really fun. That's just because it's harder to get cocaine in St. Louis. Yeah, oh, no, it's not. Tell me about so it. <laughs> oh no, really? Oh no 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 okay. no no. Is there a, like a are you being word? serious? No no totally not. <laughs> <laughs> you want some? What are you guys doing after this? Yeah. Want to go to St. Louis? Want to go to St. Louis? We'll drive. We're Stay walking. We're walking. I'm we inspired. Stop at, we'll stop at every orgy along the way. What? <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Did you? Were you? What? What was the tone of the ceremony? Was it a purely straight ceremony? Uh, well, here's the thing. Is <laughs> I don't mean was it purely straight in terms yeah. of uh, you know, sexuality, sexual orientation? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. No. You know, uh, they had they had a a. Um, they had things they wanted me to say. Uh-huh. It was pretty much handed to me. Um, and But they, they said, like, if you want to interject something, do it. So One I, of your trademark witticisms. Sure. So I thought, <laughs> like, I'd be, oh, like well, Doug, I, I mean, if Like I'm, Doug Benson's signature stand-up show, The Benson inter- sure. Interjection. Um, so, I, uh, so I'm like, oh, well, I, I, should, I should do some of that just to, you know, earn my keep. Um, uh, they, they'd been so nice. And I, I'm like, well, what's some... What's something kind of funny I could say that would also not seem too weird to the family? Um, uh, so here's one of my jo- inserted jokes that went over very well. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of the point in the ceremony. It's like, oh, it's like, you know, uh, you're all gathered here today because Josh and Leah want you to, uh, you know, want to witness the commitment they are making to each other today. Uh, also... Uh, Josh would like everyone to stop making fun of his driving. It doesn't really have anything to do with their relationship. He just wants you to cut it out. <laughs> they liked it. I think they liked it. That is a really solid and, joke. And people yeah. were making fun of his driving all weekend. So it was like, this is, they, oh, this guy's paying attention. We all do. So it seemed like, oh, that's universal You're, enough. You wrote, down, you wrote down that Marty from Sales' wife is always coming in to sell Avon products. Right, sure. And watch uh, it when Bill's girls... Have scout cookie time, <laughs> I said awkwardly. So yeah, I did a couple of those that went that, that went good. Uh, I did a toast that I feel like went pretty well. It's kind of uh, wonderful, right? Yeah, it was great. I really loved it. It was a lot of fun. Did That's you cool. almost start crying at all? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I I, I, cry, I almost cried a little. Bit. I almost cried a little bit. Yeah. That's it was cool. really nice. Anyway, 
I was just I was just sad that the bride was now taken. Oh, ba-boom. <laughs> no, just kidding. Keep an eye on her. Just Keep an eye on this one. Just kidding. Well, congratulations, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It I, should, I should be congratulated. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's as magical as when I did it. No, but way more I'm fucking still, magical. Jordan, way more magical. I'm really proud of you, little guy. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> no, see, in all sincerity, that's no, no, fucking you. tremendous. Sure, it was fun. And I, Jordan, I mean, look, I'm going to have a baby. I'm not going to be able to fly around the country marrying listeners. I feel like you're going to be asking <laughs> yeah, appointment. I'm going to start being doing the yeoman's, yeoman's work on this. You know what? I feel like this should be an important part of our program. Marrying people and and coupling people off. Sure. Just setting people up and getting them married. With that fucking guy, Dan, he went on a date because of our fucking show. Sure. I think this is the future of Jordan Jesse Go. Promoting the patriarchal institution of marriage. <laughs> hey. A heteronormative view of monogamy. <laughs> I wanna, Very by the books. I want to be absolutely clear. If... I don't care what gender you're interested in. Sure. We're going to pair you up, then we're going to marry you off. <laughs> sure. If we have to fly you to another state that's not your own, we'll do who it. Who does that? We'll take sure. care of business. Mm-hmm. We're big supporters of marriage in all its forms. Mm-hmm. Look, at the end of the day, if you want to marry a dog, we're going to let you do that. Sure. As long as you pay for our airfare. We are at the bottom of the slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> but there are only like 20 states that will allow that. Yeah. yeah. We'll go to him. Yeah, absolutely. We'll walk to him. <laughs> sure. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cordry, king of pants. Mm. Rob Cordry, one of the best in the fucking business. You guys are great. The greatest. We're all great. You are. What? Look. We really did it today. Mm-hmm. If you're out there, ask yourself this question. Am I a fucking dipshit? (laughs) Am I some corn-pone no account from Nowheresville? Sure. Am I a question of... Question of... A brain-dead income Mm -hmm. poop of questionable morality. Ask yourself these questions. If the answer is yes, then by all means. (laughs) Midnight's Thursday. Watch some other fucking show. When you're at Best Buy picking out DVDs, don't buy the children's hospital box set. If you answered no to those questions, your mission is simple and clear. Go to the store. Buy the box set. Turn on your television. Set your TiVos. Watch this show. This is a hilarious television show, Jordan. This is a fucking funny show. It is. You're right. You're absolutely right. Lake Bell sure. is on this show. Watchmen Lady is on this show. Watchmen Lady. The fucking Fonz is on this show. Here's a challenge for you. If anyone out there is on the fence about whether they should support this program. <laughs> and if you're wondering how we feel about it. Listen to the Sound of Young America interview with Henry Winkler. If you come away with that, not wanting to, with, without an overwhelming, all-encompassing need, a burning, overwhelming, beyond-comprehension desire 
to support that man in any way that you can, <laughs> then you're not even a human being. That's what I think of you. Nah, you're not sub-human. even human. You're subhuman. Mm. You are, at best, an ape. <laughs> probably Some a monkey. Some kind of ape. You're probably mm-hmm. a monkey. You've probably got a tail. Not a vestigial tail. No. A real functional tail mm. that you use to grab mangoes. <sighs> Rob Cordry, our guest. Way to go. Thank, Thank you, you, Rob. Guys. Thank you so much for being Not here. Thank you. Um, we're headed to off, off to Max FunCon next week. Yes. I don't know. That might mean that next week's show, we are going to be doing a show at Max FunCon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be a little bit late, but yeah. it's going to be. I'm really excited about Max FunCon. I'm really. I think this is going to be our best one yet. I think it is too. I mean, the you know, there are things that you can count on that you know are going to be great. You know, there's going to be great comedians. You know, that our awesome pals like John Hodgman are going to be mm-hmm. there. You know that you don't have to worry about Cordry being there. Sure. Yeah. Cordry um, free. Fucking things up. There's a <laughs> He'll lot be in of... St. Louis. <laughs> Getting yeah. some coke. No. I think it's going to I think it's going to be great. Uh Andy Richter's going to come. Mm. I don't know if I even told you Andy Richter's going to come mention that. Andy Richter's going to be doing the Ask Cat monologue. Already jerked it to that fact. Um <laughs> it's really going to be it. It's really going to be a blast. Um I'm really looking forward to it. So uh we're going to be there next week, and, and we're going to record a show. It might be a couple days late up yep. on the feed, but uh, it will be out there. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, PoundJJGo is your hashtag on Twitter. Our email address, JJGo at MaximumFun.org. If you want to sponsor an episode of the show, Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Please give a listen to our brother podcasts. Mm-hmm. Brother and brothers yes. podcasts. That's one right. is brother related. One is a brother themed show. My brother, my brother, and me. Uh, the other one is stop podcasting yourself. Two hilarious shows and all the shows from maximumfun.org. Our thanks to the free design. Our theme music, Love You, by the free design, courtesy of the free design and Light in the Attic Records. And uh, 206-984-4FUN, the telephone number to put in your cell phone to call in with any thoughts you have. We'll see you on the forum and next time right here on Jordan Jesse Go. Yay! Thank <laughs> you.